all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. I'm going to, uh, for the ones that's been keeping up with me on this series, let me just get right into it because it's only it's going to only be for 15 minutes of me trying to break down what's going on here. So I started out a Paul's beginning. And the reason I went that route, I'm trying to follow a format for you to understand because remember, through Christy Burke and these other Pauline rejectors, they made they wanted you to think or they wanted their listeners to believe that Paul started his own ministry and and stuff like that. Now I, I have no doubt that some of them read the book of Acts. I, I don't really I believe they was taught the book Christina was taught the book of Acts or Christine or they read the book of Acts. Okay, and they read this. Now, what gets me in order for them to reject Paul's teaching, they have to reject a lot of things in the word of God. In other words, when I say you reject the teachings of Paul or anybody from the Bible that's uh, that's called by God, whether you believe they're called by God or not, you reject the whole word of God. Remember me saying that you reject the whole word of God. But in order for you to do that, in order for you to do that, you have to have scriptural proof, not commentary or Bible or pastors or your own intellect or feelings. You have to have, or your own conclusions, you have to have verses and scriptural proof to prove that. Now, the first thing I say about that, when you don't believe the teachings of Paul, to reject the teachings of Paul, if you are a Bible reader that rejects the teachings of Paul, Remember, you're rejecting the majority of what you call the New Testament. Now, I don't, I don't call Paul's teaching the New Testament, but for you know, sake of people that does call Paul the whole twenty-seven books of the Bible, the New Testament, and they put Paul's letters in there, I don't. But just for clarity's sake, just remember, you rejected thirteen books that what you call the New Testament out of the twenty-seven. You rejected 13 letters out of the 27 books in which you call the New Testament. Remember that, because Paul has 13 letters. Okay, Paul has 13 letters. Not only that, you have to reject some of the things that was in the uh, going into the middle through the book of Acts. So it's a lot you have to chop out. It's not so easy. When you chop out the teachings of Paul but not believe in Paul's teaching, this is what a lot you reject you chopping out a big chunk of the word of God, which you are in error, big error for doing that. That's the main problem. You also got to prove, listen closely, that Paul's teaching, in order for Paul's teachings to be error, and remember he has 13 letters. You're admitting, 
maybe not consciously that the word of God is in error. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? You admitting that the word of God is in error because you cannot pick up the Bible unless you got a Jewish Hebrew Bible only. Okay, unless you got a Jewish Hebrew Bible only, which I know ain't got uh, none of Paul's teachings in there, which is still an error. Because they even in error if they only follow the, the Hebrew Bible. So they're in error. In other words, you cannot take nothing out of the Bible and claim that it's the word of God and you're following the word of God. That's my point. So anything, remember the Bible talks about taking certain things out of the Bible at that particular point. I know he was talking about revelation. But you know, you cannot take nothing out of the word of God and claim that you're saved and claim that you're a Bible follower. I don't care who you are. You, you cannot do that. You might not dis you might not agree, but just say in order to say Paul is in error or he's a false teacher, you deny the word of God. You do you denying the teachings of Jesus. Period. I don't care. You might not like that, but you are. In other words, you don't believe the word of God. You don't believe the Bible like you say. That's why it's so easy when a person don't agree with something in the Bible, they call themselves ex-Christians. Oh, I was an ex-Christian because I found out that, oh, you found out that this was wrong or this teacher was wrong or there was no Jesus or there was no Paul and stuff like that. So you become an ex-Christian. And my rebuttal to that is you never was a believer. You never was part of the body of Christ. I don't like to uh, get Christian in there so much because many people, mostly a lot of unsaved people call themselves Christians. So, you know, you never was part of the new creature. You never became a new creature. You never was part of the body of Christ anyway. You can't just jump in and out of the body of Christ. So you just say, you, oh, you threw the Holy Spirit, which is sealed in you. You just threw the Holy Spirit to the side and you just left them in the clouds. And you just became a non-Christian. I mean, that, 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 you never was a believer. It don't work like that. It does not work like that. You understand where I'm going. So to, to not believe the teachings of Paul, you deny what Paul said, what happened to him by your speech of St. Paul claims. Remember, I put a lot of emphasis on claims. Now, I just read you Acts 9. I went to Acts 8, and I just read you Acts 9, the beginning of Saul of Tarsus. See? So, let me say this. Since you deny the teachings of Paul, that means you deny what the Bible says about Ananias. Remember Ananias. Ananias is also in this passage. You denying that that vision from Jesus came to Ananias, right? You denying all that. You just saying this is a story made up by Paul. Even the story of Ananias. So you have to deny all that. Not only what Paul what you call claiming, but what even what Ananias is claiming, you denying that. So let me throw something else at you right now. Who wrote the book of Acts? Who is the author in the book of Acts? Okay, was it Paul? Is Paul the author of Acts? Write it down, uh, listen to me, listeners. Is Paul the writer of Acts? Who's telling this story? What audience is this 
this author talking to? Who is the audience in Acts 9? Okay, let me help you out here. The writer of the book of Acts is Luke. The same writer of the book of Luke. This is Luke's story. See? Andy Stanley got a, a habit of also saying Luke's, the book of Luke claims and stuff like that. That means you doubt. You don't have a, you kind of agnostic about it. You don't really believe it, period. And if you believe a little bit, you don't believe it at all, period. I'm not talking about doubting, but you just don't believe it. So you got to go there first. Who was the writer of the book of Acts? The writer of the book of Acts, first of all, is Luke. So this is Luke's writing. So Luke wrote this down. Do you believe there was a Luke? Do you believe Luke's story? Do you believe the book of Luke? Who wrote Luke? Luke wrote Luke. Luke wrote Acts. Okay. Let me let, let you know where I'm going with this. If you believe the book of Luke, Luke writes about the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ, correct? Correct? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, blah, 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 blah. Luke wrote the earthly ministry, Jesus, the son of man, more like. Luke wrote the book. Luke's gospel was about Jesus' earthly ministry. Do you believe the book of Luke? You may say yes, yes. Now, I'm not talking about Judaizers, but I'm just saying people that reject Paul. They will say, yes, they believe the book of Luke. Because why? It's the, they're talking about Jesus. Luke is talking about Jesus' earthly ministry. What he was told about, because he wasn't fair. He's not, a, he's not an apostle. I want to get that out there, see? But he's telling us, you know, what he was told about that maybe it's from uh, Peter or Paul or whatever, but what his his uh, story about the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. Okay, you may say you believe Luke's account of Jesus Christ. Okay, now remember Luke never met Jesus physically either. Okay, he's just telling the story that was told to him. Do you believe the book of Luke? Or you just say Luke claims like Andy Stanley and stuff says like that. Do you fall in that category? This is very important for anybody that's listening to me. I know the Judaizers stand, but I'm, I'm talking about these Pauline rejectors. Because if you reject Paul's teaching, you've got to reject a lot of the Bible. You reject the whole Bible. Remember, the author is in the book of Acts. It's Luke. The author is Luke. This is a Luke's account of the book of Acts, you know. It's a little complicated, but I'm going somewhere with this. All right, four minutes left. All right. So if you believe the book of Luke, but don't believe the book of Acts, you might say, oh, I believe the book of Acts. No, you don't. How could you believe the book of Acts? If you can remember, the one you don't believe is in the book of Acts. Saul. So, you believe the account of, of Luke of, uh, telling the story of Jesus' earthly ministry. This is also Luke telling the story right here. Acts 9, about the beginning of Saul who became Paul. Luke wouldn't have put this account here if he did not concur and believe it happened. You understand what I'm saying? So, if you deny anything that Paul done, which Luke talks about all the way to Acts 
when it really gets into Paul, when there's no more conversation about Peter and Acts 15. Luke goes all the way through Acts 28 about the missionary journeys they was on. He was there personally with Paul. Do you deny that? He was on those ships with Paul. He was he was a physician, a doctor, if you may say. Do you deny that? Or you just deny Paul's teaching in his letters? You might say, yeah, I deny his teachings in his letter. I believe he made that. Okay. Paul's teachings in his letters started in the book of Acts, but it was not explained in the book of Acts. It was only explained in his letters. When he went on those missionary journeys, what do you think his letters came from when he went on those missionary journeys? You understand what I'm saying? So if you deny that Paul was called by Jesus Christ, you deny that Luke is telling the truth about his story about Paul and Saul as well. Right? Because remember, who wrote the book of Acts? Luke. Now, Paul wrote 13 letters. Are you just saying you don't agree with Paul's letters? Is that what you're saying? See, I'm trying to find out where you're going. Why you reject the teachings of Paul? See, you have to reject the, the beginning. You have to reject, you know, his his standing up on certain things. Was it was it the change before Acts nine, where Paul was persecuting the church, or Saul was persecuting uh, the church, the uh, the church of the way, which is the kingdom church? Would you say you, den- you would deny him then, or just when he started talking about, you know? Going into the Gentiles, you probably didn't, but, or it's just his message you reject. I'm trying to find out where you, Paul, reject this R on this. Is he got the, I believe, I, I got a feeling he got to do because he doesn't teach the law or the Torah, or you feel that he's contradicting the words of Jesus, even though it is Jesus talking to Paul. Let's get more into that in the next episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. Okay? Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.